Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Some of the people here have been incredible warriors. They're warriors. And there's nothing from a legal standpoint. This is a political thing. And every time I'd say, this is unfair, let's go to court. They say, sir, you can't go to court. This is politics. And we were treated unbelievably unfairly. And you have to understand, uh, we first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the, <laughs> the verdict is in. It was all. <laughs> Listen, folks, uh, you know, I, I have a friend of mine. He's a former police detective. He is a no BS kind of guy. Um, he texted me yesterday. He's like, this may be the greatest press conference ever. Do you understand? Like, this is where the Democrats keep blowing it in the media. Like, this is what everybody loves about President Trump. He talks like we talk. And he gets upset when we get upset. And he doesn't sit back and take the BS that the Democrats have lobbed at us with the media for what, 50 or 60 years now, while we casually sat back and took it and said, no, 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 let everybody take the high road. We need to be the better people. I'm done with the high road. There's no more high road. When the Democrats want to take the high road in the media and be civil again and stop accusing the president of the United States of being a traitor and a Russian asset, then maybe we'll join him on the high road. Until then, you can pin a big, wet one on my caboose. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Bruce mm. Joe, how are you today? It's Friday. It, <laughs> yeah. it is Friday. Thank you for that open. I need that because it is Friday. You got and it, a little rough morning so far. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to get to this. I've got a loaded show for you today. Everyone who emailed me yesterday, fascinated by all the shady connections yeah. between the Clintons, yeah. this Russian intel project, and that news story yesterday. I've got more on that today. Don't go anywhere. Busy show. Let me get right to it. Today's show brought to you right. by our buddies at... Cryo Freeze, our Omax friends. If you're obsessed with Cryo Freeze CBD, their pain relief roll-on, which I love. I roll it on my joints after every workout. We love it. Then you're going to want to listen to this. Omax has given me an exclusive on the worldwide launch of their new Cryo Freeze CBD Advanced Joint Defense, and the product is going to blow your mind. Now, this is open. Why? It's open because it's mine, and I take it every day. Matter of fact, it's half full because I already took half the bottle. Cryo Freeze Advanced Joint Defense is a one-a-day supplement containing hemp-derived CBD and a clinically proven ingredient called NEM that relieves joint discomfort and soreness in seven days or less. I swear by this stuff. I love it. This breakthrough formula can reduce aches and pains from sore muscles, joint overuse, and aging. For me, I use it for my arthritis. I love it. I take it every day. It helps me stay super active. The best part is the CBD-powered supplement contains absolutely no THC. It's third-party tested. So you get 100% premium quality. You can trust, folks. I'd be lost without this stuff. I'm always in a lot of pain. Made it out of my Brazilian jiu-jitsu class yesterday. So go pick it up today. Cryo Freeze Advanced Joint Defense. You're going to love this product. They have a special sale, 20% off their website today. 20% off Omax Cryo Freeze Supplements and site-wide plus free shipping. The discount applies throughout the entire site. Try their roll-on, too. It's terrific. Go to Omax, O-M-A-X, health.com, and enter code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to take advantage of this incredible savings. That's omaxhealth.com. Enter code Bongino to get 20% off site-wide. And buy this today, Omax Cryo-Freeze Advanced Joint Defense. If you're having some joint issues, stay active. This is great stuff. It's backed by science. Don't let muscle soreness continue to be an excuse for living an active lifestyle. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter promo code Bongino, and feel relief faster. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, Joe, sharp on the trigger finger and air with the button. You'll get the inside joke there. So as we said, this is what people love about President Trump, ladies and gentlemen. He is a fighter. The left pokes fun at us because we say that you guys think President Trump is a fighter. Well, you guys can continue to lose elections to him uh, because that's exactly why people support him. That's who he is. Yep. He's a brawler. He's a street brawler and he always has been. And it's interesting because Peggy Noonan had a piece up at the Wall Street Journal this morning. And listen, I like Peggy a lot. Uh, she's been around a long time. She was a speechwriter for Ronald Reagan, and she's been. She writes very. Uh, I mean, her pieces are very, uh, very eloquent. They're well done. I don't really agree with her a lot on things. I mean, she really dislikes the president. She sees the president as being unpresidential, and uh, she's into kind of the pageantry of the office. So she wrote this piece at the Wall Street Journal, which is designed to take a shot at the Democrats. Peggy Noonan, Wall Street Journal Today headline: The Democrats' unserious week. Now. 
It's designed to take shots at the Democrats for their absolute disaster and meltdown at the Iowa caucus, ladies and gentlemen, as Joe and I were laughing about before the show. We're going to have a result in the presidential election before we have an actual result in the Iowa caucus, which is quite hilarious. Damn, that's not funny. No, it is. It's hilarious. It is. I love that because the Democrats who want to plan our economy and our it is right, Joe. I'm not crazy. And our healthcare system can't even count votes in the Iowa caucus. We could send, you know, Big Bird from Sesame Street out there to help them. Uh, you know, we Jay's abacus, Joe. Send them an abacus. Hey, Jay, <laughs> go send an abacus out to the Democrats in, uh, in Iowa. They, no, no, no. They won't even figure that out. You're right. They'll be like, oh, what do you do here? So the gist of the article is this. She's, she's taking shots at the Democrats for two things. Their complete collapse in the Iowa caucus to show any elements of seriousness at all. They can't even count votes. Seconded by Nancy Pelosi's abominable performance at the State of the Union, where she completely collapses and melts down, starts making faces, rips the State of the Union speech. Now, she takes kind of a shot at Trump there, too. And she says, well, you know, Trump's not presidential, basically, either. And again, with all due respect to Peggy, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not buying this argument at all. I think the gift of Donald Trump and what's really going on here has been a profound dismantling of the myth of the competent, super scientific, planning-based government that can figure out your life. I thank Trump for that. You may call him unpresidential. I don't buy that routine at all. President Trump talks like one of us because he is one of us. And the idea that we're supposed to treat the president, whether Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, or anyone else, as these superhumans, not subjected to gluttony, rage, anger, envy, and, and, the, and the seven deadly sins we're all subjected to, and that we should then, because they are these superhumans, give them power to lord over our lives, our economy, our kids' education, our business, through red tape, our healthcare system to keep us alive. The idea that these uber-competent people, that we should trust them with our lives, has been entirely dismantled. And I, I'm, I'm not kidding. And I credit the president for assisting in dismantling the myth and exposing who the wizard really is. As Jordan Peterson, a really terrific writer, writes in one of his books, ladies and gentlemen, the power's with us. Clean your own room up first. A good friend of mine, Ginny Thomas, once said, we're the leaders we've been waiting for. We, that's us. We're conservatives. We believe in the power of the individual and the family. These small units that God has empowered with strong bodies and strong minds. Again, I don't mean I'm trying to wax philosophical today. I'm just here to tell you that I think Peggy's article, taking a shot at Trump for being unpresidential and then taking a shot at the Democrats too, I think they both did us a favor. Nancy Pelosi exposed us, exposed to the Democrats how small, petulant, and tiny they really are. And President Trump talks like a normal person, showing you that the president's just a normal person like everyone else. Stop entrusting these people with the power to lord over your lives. The gift of Trump is he gives you back a lot of your own money. Through tax cuts. The gift of Trump is that he's giving back families the power through school choice, which he made a focus of his State of the Union address. To pick for the own. He doesn't want to pick for you. He doesn't want to spend your money for you. Now if we could get him to sign on to big cuts in this government budget, everything would be peachy cream. All right, moving on. So I got a lot to get to today. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Peggy Noonan asks in the piece, though, which is important. Joe, a question I want to post to you. Do you think this week could get any worse for the Democrats? Well. The Iowa caucus meltdown has been a total joke. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi humiliated herself in her party. And listen, I don't care what the radical left tells you. Nancy, super Nancy. They're on Twitter. Hashtag Nancy's the best. We love Nancy. You know, this is great. She looked ridiculous. President Trump gave a tour de force speech and she sat there pouting like a child. She looked outrageously ridiculous. I don't care what anybody tells you. So can this week get any worse? Well, right nah. before we came on the air this morning. Can it? This week got a lot worse. Oh. Now I've got the opportunity to practice oh, no. this couple of, Look at the, yes, I had some practice. Again, oh, yeah. Joe knows the inside joke You're here. You're getting better. Because we've already done this. Look at They'll that. They'll tell you that story mm. another time. Practice uh, makes oh, perfect. Oh, I almost, there we go. <laughs> what am I looking at right here? YouTube.com slash Bongino if you want to watch the show. But don't worry, audio listeners. What I have up on the screen right now. Is the jobs report that just came out this morning, a piece by the Wall Street Journal, Wall Street Journal Central Banking, U.S. economy adds 225,000 jobs Ooh. in January. Wages are wow. up. The labor force participation rate is up. Joe, this is an explosive number. Folks, I never get hyperbolic about the economy. The government's spending too much. I'm worried about a lot of things, but this is an explosive number. This is indications of a flourishing job market. 
The job market's so good, the unemployment rate went up. Whoa, whoa, Dan. The employment rate, what do you mean? Matt, Did you screw that up? No, 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 it's not a screw up. Yeah. The unemployment rate went up to 3.6% because so many people who were not looking for work, who weren't counted in the unemployment rate in the past because they're not looking, are now piling back into this explosive job market and are now being counted as job seekers. So many of them that they're even overpowering the massive number of people who got jobs in January. So this is a twofer. Mm. More people are getting jobs, 225,000 jobs in January. And because their neighbors are getting jobs, people who are like, I'm not working anymore, who are probably on government benefits or some social program, are now saying, you know what, maybe I should start looking for work too, which is actually ticking the unemployment rate up a little bit because now they're being counted in the fraction. So the answer to the question I asked Joe, which was not a trick, can this week get any worse for the Democrats? Is a resounding, oh, yes, it can. Oh, yeah, Just, Dan. Yeah. It, That's <laughs> now, right. now, I am, listen, the news cycle's quick, and I want everybody, you know, I don't like to get hyperbolic when it comes to predictions. The news cycle could change next week, and people could forget about all this. I'm just telling you, at this data point in time, the Democrats are in a world of trouble. There's no way around it, ladies and gentlemen, none. All right, a lot more to get to today, folks. Please stay tuned. I don't want you to miss anything in the show today. So one of the things I covered yesterday were these absolutely frightening connections between the Clintons, the Spygate plotters, but I want to put it under the banner that's easy to understand that I've been using this line repeatedly and it's starting to resonate with a lot of you out there. Some of you posted on my Facebook who've been emailing me and it's this headline. They all know each other, these deep staters, all of them. They're all connected. Again, I know that's not surprising to you, but it's part two of that that matters. They all know each other, and they are all hiding something. And by hiding something, I mean they did things that they don't want the Trump administration, God forbid, in a first or second term, where he doesn't have to worry about re-election, to uncover, because when the American people see what they're hiding, it's going to be disturbing. Now, what I mentioned yesterday is they are desperate to shut up anybody who touched this Skolkovo project in Russia. It was a, it very simply, it was a Russian technology project. They tried to emulate Silicon Valley over in Russia. And our own intelligence officials, which I'll walk through again slowly because I've got another uh, cherry on top of this thing for you today. Our own intelligence officials discovered later that this technology project in Russia was really an effort to steal our technology by the Russians to create weapons using that technology, yes, to kill us. Now, if you say, well, that sounds really bad, yeah. that's because it, it is. is. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> Not a joke. No. Now, let's walk through this slowly because I want to pile on a little bit. Hat tip to a source of mine who gave this to me yesterday, which kind of adding to this yesterday. So showing you how deeply tied the Democrats, some deep state Republicans and others are to this Skolkovo project, and these deep staters don't want any of this to get out. I want to walk through what we went through yesterday. First, piece from Salon.com. This is important because it's going to set up just how bad the ties are between all these people. And as I always say, follow the money. From Salon.com, they had this piece that exposed the Panama Papers. And we find out from this piece that Michael Lisikoff, this reporter, note that two of Clinton's biggest lobbyist bundlers, the Clinton family, they had these two lobbyists and bundlers who were raising money for the Clintons, the guys by the name of Richard Sullivan and David Jones, are principals in a firm that until late last year represented the Russia Direct Investment Fund, a sovereign fund founded by Vladimir Putin. Everybody clear? Two Clinton mm -hmm. acolytes, fundraisers, money people, Sullivan and Jones, were also involved with this firm that represented Russia's sovereign wealth fund co-founded by Vladimir Putin. Kind of strange, no? Mm. I thought Trump was guilty of Russian collusion. Oh, I told you I'd tell you what they're hiding. Moving on. So now we know these people raising money with the Clintons, these lobbyist bundlers that know them, are working with this Russian direct investment fund managed by Putin. Here's the Russian direct investment fund's own website where we find out that they were partnered up with Skolkovo. Sounds kind of like He-Man. I have the power. You need that. You need <laughs> Castle Grayskull in this. So the Russian direct investment fund is partnered up with Skolkovo, this technology project in Russia, this technology quarter, which has been alleged is stealing our technology to create weapons to kill us. 
So Clinton lobbyist bundlers are associated with a firm representing this direct investment fund associated with this Skolkovo project, stealing our technology. Yeah, crazy how this all happens. They all know each other. Man. And they're all hiding something. Weird. Crazy. Diana West, I put this piece up yesterday from the Daily Caller. We'll go through this quick. I'm not repeating yesterday's show for no reason. I just want to make sure we're all grounded because this is a complicated story, but not when we lay it out simply. So the Russian direct investment firm rep by these Clinton lobbyist bundlers is associated with Skolkovo. And Skolkovo is what? Well, if you read Diana West's piece, it's in yesterday's show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter, if you want to get the show notes delivered to your email box. Hillary's hypersonic missile gap by Diana West. Let's go to screenshot one from that piece where we find out that Skolkovo did what? No way. This is an Army intelligence brief from 2012. U.S. Army, not Russian Army. All right. U.S., United States, for the liberals listening. So they found out that Skolkovo is, is an ambitious enterprise aiming to promote technology transfer generally by inbound direct investment and occasionally through selected acquisitions. Wow, that sounds nice. As such, Skolkovo is arguably... Wait, wait, wait. Let me read this right. My eyesight's getting bad. As such, Skolkovo is arguably an overt alternative to clandestine industrial espionage with the additional distinction that it can achieve such a transfer on a much larger scale and more efficiently. Whoa! <laughs> so the U.S. Army, U.S. Us. The U.S. Army was worried that the Skolkovo project associated with this Russian investment fund tied to these Clinton bundlers could be stealing our technology and creating really bad stuff that could kill us? No way! As Diana West goes on in her piece, strange that Bill Clinton wanted to go meet on a trip over to Russia paid for by this Russian bank, which was associated with the Uranium One deal Hillary Clinton approved to steal our uranium. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Clinton wanted to meet with this guy, Victor Vexelberg, when he went over to take that $500,000 speech in Russia. Bill Clinton. And who's Vexelberg? Crazy, but he's an executive at Skolkovo. Whoa. That's just nuts. So Clinton lobbyist bundlers rep this direct investment fund in Russia, which is partnered up with Skolkovo, run by Vexelberg and others. Clinton wants to meet with Vexelberg, Bill Clinton in Moscow. And he goes to Moscow because a Moscow bank, Renaissance Capital, pushing the Uranium One deal, is paying Bill $500,000 to speak there while his wife's State Department, Hillary Clinton, is looking over the Uranium One deal. One last part of the Diana West piece. Again, we went through this yesterday, but this is important. So the examiner has these emails that are shocking about Skolkovo, and they show that the Russian technology project Skolkovo was championed and driven by Mrs. Clinton. She seemed to love Skolkovo. And what do you know? 17 of the 28 tech companies that hitched up with Skolkovo also contributed to the Clinton Foundation. My gosh, huh. what are the chances that could happen? Follow the money, folks. I'm seriously considering writing another book. I know I said I wouldn't because I have so many projects going on, but seriously, I am seriously considering writing another book about this stuff because the connections here are so incredible. You're going to need it in a manifesto. This gets better. Let me show you a Facebook post from Skolkovo. Yes, the Russian technology project designed to steal our technology to create weapons to kill us. This is an actual Facebook post to Skolkovo. Skolkovo Foundation, Facebook, former Intel, you know, the U.S. company Intel, former Intel president Craig Barrett, Craig Barrett. The need for Skolkovo and Skolkovo Institute of Science and Technology is more important now than ever. With the world economy slowing down, innovation and entrepreneurship are more important than they have ever been. So this guy, which is funny, by the way, at the bottom of the Facebook post, you see a, an article from Skolkovo again. Vexelberg. We're ready for Skolkovo too. Yeah, Vexelberg, <laughs> the guy who was going to meet with Bill Clinton on the trip to Moscow, paid for by the bank, pushing the Uranium One deal while Hillary was the State Department. The head of the State Department, Secretary of State. This is crazy. This is great. This is, we need new Venn diagrams. So Craig Barrett, Intel from the, you know, they make the chips and stuff. What was he doing over there? Remember, ladies and gentlemen, these elites and these, these uh, 
these folks out there in the swamp, they're all the smart ones and we're all idiots. Surely this guy, Craig Barrett, wasn't involved with a Russian technology project that the FBI and others were warning about. Too smart for that. Too, definitely. Yeah. Come on. Definitely, Joe. <laughs> Let's go to this Washington Free Beacon piece from 2016, which will be in the show notes today. Mm. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. I'll email this right to your email box. You need to read this article from 2016 by Natalie Johnson at the Washington Free Beacon. You need to read this. Report. Russian government initiative gave millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation. Obviously, it's about Skokovo. Now, let's look at this. Clearly, this guy, Craig Barrett, wasn't involved with this project that could have been stealing our stuff, right? Well, let's go to the Washington Free Beacon piece. Wow, apparently, it wasn't only uh, Craig Barrett, but John Chambers, the head of Cisco, and a member of the Skokovo Foundation, donated between one and five million to the Clinton Foundation. Oh, my gosh, what are the chances of that? Intel, formerly headed by Craig Barrett, who served on the board of Skolkovo and the Clinton Global Initiative, has given between two hundred fifty and 500000 to the Clinton Foundation. Really? The piece goes on. Oh, oh, does it go on. Quote, the FBI and the U.S. Army determined that Skolkovo had transformed into a, quote, dangerous pathway. For Russian technological espionage, this is unbelievable, and boosted the military's technological capabilities. Many Skolkovo research projects use dual-use technologies, meaning the operations have both civilian and military uses, the report said. Final paragraph, quick. Among Skolkovo's technological innovations were Russian hypersonic cruise missile engines, radar surveillance equipment, and vehicles built to deliver airborne Russian troops, Peter Schweitzer wrote in the Wall Street Journal. Hat tip, Peter Schweitzer. So Craig Barrett from Intel and this other guy from Cisco are involved with the Clintons, our heavy donors, also involved with this Skolkovo project that the FBI has repeatedly warned is a front to steal our technology to create weapons to kill us while it's partnered with the Russian Direct Investment Fund, repped by people involved in a company who were Clinton lobbyist bundlers, while Hillary Clinton was pushing companies to join Skolkovo, Hillary Clinton, while she was supposed to be representing American interests, while some of those companies, 17 out of the 28 that went over there, donated to the Clinton Foundation. Now, folks, to be fair here, I don't know Craig Barrett's motives, but you think this would have kind of been a red flag, the FBI and U.S. Army warnings? This isn't just Democrats. I don't know their party affiliation. I'm not interested. But you are never going to believe who Craig Barrett is married to. Get ready for this one. Put up this article from the, what is it, AZ Central. If this doesn't piss you off, I don't know what will. Senate confirms Arizona's Barbara Barrett as the next Air Force secretary. Oh, come on. Come on, nothing. That's his wife. The Air Force. Aren't we trying to... Wait. Just so we're clear on this. Yeah. Just so we're clear on this. Craig Barrett, who was involved with the Skolkovo project, who the FBI and U.S. Army have warned the government they're stealing our technology to create missiles that can evade our missile defense system, which our Air Force is now probably trying to develop technologies to counter the Russian hypersonic missiles using the technology they stole for us. The Air Force being led by this guy's wife who was involved with Skokovo? Go to hell. I... Yeah. Uh, I have no explanation, ladies and gentlemen, for why anybody would. Did you miss this? Do you think the Dan Bongino show? This stuff we're giving to you, ladies and gentlemen, is all out on the open Internet. Why do you think we put together the YouTube channel? Again, YouTube.com slash Bongino if you want to watch. Why do you think we did this? We did this so I could show you visually sound bites and snapshots. 
could show you that this stuff is all on the open internet. You can find all the, nobody knew this? The swamp, that's all a conspiracy theory. Yeah, sure. Folks, it gets better. You know what, I'm going to, I want you to, because this, and by better it gets worse. Just hang for a second, because on the other end of this, I'm going to show you who else was associated with Skolkovo, including the Clintons, the, the spouse of our Air Force secretary. Who else was associated with Skolkovo and how Skolkovo ties to Spygate and everything you're seeing now? Quickly, today's show also brought to you by our good friends. I want to welcome aboard to the show our friends at Blue Vine. Apply it is easy. Get bluevine.com slash Bongino. Blue Vine, ladies and gentlemen, you want to check them out today. Running a business is enough of a challenge. Securing extra cash flow doesn't have to be. Through Blue Vine, getting a line of credit is fast, easy, and very simple. Blue Vine is an easy, fast way to help you, uh, you support your business growth with a line of credit up to $250,000. You need money to offset upfront costs, secure inventory, or pay an unexpected expense. Blue Vine can help you and your business stay secure for any reason. There's no fee to set up your line of credit. And Blue Vine never charges maintenance or prepayment fees. Applying is easy. Just go online to getbluevine.com slash Bongino. Fill out a few simple details and you're done with your application within minutes. Seeing an offer will not affect your credit score. It's important. Once approved, funds can be received in as fast as 24 hours. Have peace of mind knowing the funds can be drawn with the click of a button for any business expense. Bluevine has helped more than 20,000 customers and delivered over 2.5 billion in funds to businesses. Bluevine also has advisors available by phone to advance or adv- <clears throat> to answer any questions, excuse me, and help meet your business needs. They have an A+ rating from the Better Business Bureau and uh, five-star reviews on Trustpilot. So why trust thousands of satisfied that's why thousands trust uh, of satisfied business owners have chosen Bluevine as their go-to source for finance. Bluevine, Bluevine. For listeners of the show, Blue Vine is offering a special limited time promotion of a $100 gift card when you take out a loan or open a line of credit with Blue Vine. Go to getbluevine.com slash Bongino for more details. Go to getbluevine.com slash Bongino and apply. It's quick, it's easy, and it will provide meaningful help to your business in as little as 24 hours. Very easy to use, too. This promotional offer is subject to terms and conditions that can be found at getbluevine.com slash Bongino. Go today. Don't be left behind in your business. Okay. So getting back to this, I think we've reasonably established here. And, and folks, to be clear, I want to—I want you to understand what I'm doing because I'm not a Democrat. And uh, please don't ever call me a journalist because um, that would be an insult. We actually do news here and facts. I don't know these people's motives. I'm not by any stretch accusing them of breaking any criminal laws. I want to be clear on that. It's not some disclaimer. It's just a fact. You'd be irresponsible. I'm simply suggesting to you that what's out there, if you're willing to see it, is a network of people all seemingly aligned against President Trump's interests, who all know each other, are financially connected to each other, and are clearly hiding something. Whether that something is criminal, investigators, I hope, will find out one day. Or if it's not. But the unethical, swampy, illicit kind of nature of this is definitely worth taking an extremely hard look at. So now we know Clinton bundlers, Clintonistas, Clinton companies that donated to the Clinton Foundation are all associated with this Russian project in Skolkovo where they're stealing technology to invent weapons to kill us, which I find fascinating. Who else was involved in this? Check this out. Here's a Russia Beyond article. This is going to really, I mean, as if it can't get any worse. All out there for anyone to see. Russia Beyond, Skolkovo Foundation switches hands. Quote, the former minister of education and current presidential aide, Vershenko, has been appointed to replace Deputy Prime Minister Vladislav Surkov as supervisor at Skolkovo. So this is from 2013. So who was running Skolkovo? This guy, Surkov, Surkov, Vladislav Surkov. Where have you heard this name before? Well, he's President Putin's architect. That was his nickname. Of oh, President yeah. Putin's various campaigns. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I You've remember. You've heard that name, Surkov. Yep. So now we know Surkov was involved in Skolkovo, too. You may say, Dan, you said you were going to connect this to the whole Spygate drama. 
How did that happen? Skolkovo, Spygate, Uranium One, banks paying Clinton involved with Uranium One while Clinton goes over to meet with Vexelberg running the Skolkovo project. Well, let's look at this little notepad here. What is this notepad? What is that? That's not my notepad. It's not even my handwriting. That is the notepad of one Kathleen Kavalek at the yes. State Department. Yes, the State Department run formerly by Hillary Clinton when she was Secretary of State. These are her handwritten notes you're looking at. And in those handwritten notes, she's taking notes based on an interview she's having with who? Oh, Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele, you mean the guy who allegedly wrote the fake dossier used to target President Trump? Yes, that Christopher Steele. Not the man of Steele, not Clark Kent. Christopher Steele. And in those handwritten notes, she has this just kind of nutty, wow, this is one of those mind-blowing moments where Christopher Steele tells her, who, are, who his sources are for the whole takedown Trump fake Russian collusion narrative that's been exposed as a legendary hoax. And who does he say? Well, if you notice right below that circle there, you see his two sources are a Russian intel guy. Yes, one of the head of the Russian intel agencies, uh, Trubnikov. And right below that, in really awful penmanship, you see the name, oh, Surkov? Can't yeah. possibly be. Yes, it can, because that's who Steele's saying his sources were. So you're telling me Vladislav Surkov, the guy involved in the Skolkovo project, stealing our technology that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton promoted? Tied to Craig Barrett, who was a donor to the Clinton Foundation? whose wife is now the Air Force Secretary, that that project was being run by a guy named Surkov, that Mrs. Clinton's paid political hatchet man, Christopher Steele, who put together the fake dossier used to spy on Trump, that that Surkov, that guy running Skokvo, was allegedly one of Steele's sources? I'm just telling you what Steele said. If the conspiracy theory, really? Steele's lying? Because you can't have it both ways. Either you're Christopher Steele's source that Hillary Clinton paid for to spy on Donald Trump is entirely full of crap and you weaponize the FBI and the CIA to spy on Donald Trump and his campaign both here and overseas based on a source you knew was crap. He's just lying about Circo. Or number two, he's not lying. And Christopher Steele is now admitting that he used Russians to collude to create a fake dossier. You can't have this. No option C. Either Christopher Steele is telling the truth and the one of Vladimir Putin's architects and a guy involved with a Russian technology project, he was colluding with him to create a fake dossier to spy on a presidential campaign in the United States. Or Christopher Steele is completely lying about his Russian sources and they used a fake document to spy on the president of the United States in a campaign. There's no option C. Makes you kind of wonder if Surkov was, whether through a third party or directly, one of Steele's sources, meaning did he talk directly to Steele? Did he talk to someone who talked to Steele? Did he talk to Trubnikov who talked to Steele? Because, you know, Trubnikov knew Halper. They were buddies. Halper? Who's Halper? Halper, the guy who spied for the FBI and the Trump team. Remember that? The guy who was emailing Carter Page, trying to meet up with Papadopoulos and Page. Remember that? Remember that guy? He's Trubnikov's his buddy. Do you know that? Makes you wonder if Surkov was, in fact, the source. For Steele. What was he up to? He's a Skolkovo guy. Got moved out of Skolkovo. Supposedly Putin was a little mad at him. Story's a little deeper than you thought, right? As my grandmother used to say, God rest her soul. Eileen Sadler, one of the greatest women I ever met. That was my other grandmother, not the one that recently passed. But she used to say, as I says. As I says, everybody's got something to hide. They all know each other. They all claim to know each other. If they don't know each other, they're lying, which is even worse. Money has exchanged hands here. And they're hiding the fact that if Christopher Steele's story is true, they, in fact, colluded with the Russians, probably to hide what was going on in Skolkovo, to get rid of Donald Trump, knowing Donald Trump would become president one day, find this out. It gets better, folks, as always. So the whole basis for the fake Russian collusion narrative was the Steele dossier. Christopher Steele claiming he used Surkov, the former Skolkovo head, as a source, right? The Steele dossier is a hoax. It's fake. None of the information is accurate. Um, it's garbage. It's not even worthy to be used as toilet paper. 
The basis for the Trump team colluded with Ukrainians scam was not the Steele dossier, folks. I'm going to get this piece. John Solomon is a great report out. So so the Russian collusion scam was based on the Steele dossier. The basis for their argument, the left, that, oh, Trump with the Ukrainians, quid pro quo, all all this stuff started with the passing of a black ledger to our government through Democrat operatives. What was the black ledger? The black ledger was allegedly a copy of a series of cash payments made to Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, who's uh, now obviously subject to uh, this massive criminal investigation where he's been, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable what's happened in Manafort. But do you understand how that investigation started? Because Ukrainians, notably Sergei Lyshenko and others associated with him, are alleged to have passed that black ledger to people in the United States saying, hey, look at these illegal cash payments made to Manafort. Everybody track that, Joe? You got yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the whole basis of the Trump and his team were engaged in this illicit stuff in Ukraine. The black ledger. Black ledger. John Solomon has an explosive new piece in the show notes today you have to read. It's at his new website, Just the News. Check it out again, Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to read it. Key witness told T. Muller that the Russian collusion evidence found in Ukraine was fabricated. Folks, this is, this is incredible. So now, now do we, not, we don't only know that the Steele dossier was a total hoax, a complete fabrication. We know the whole basis to look into Manafort for Ukraine, which was based on these black ledger. Look at this ledger. The cash payments made to Manafort. Get a load of this. Mueller knew from the start this was all crap, too. According to Rick Gates, in an interview he gave with them, the Black Ledger document, which suddenly appeared in Kiev during the 2016 election, wow, convenient timing there, showed alleged cash payments from Russian-backed politicians in Ukraine to ex-Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort. The ledger was completely made up. Cooperating witness and Manafort business partner Rick Gates told prosecutors and FBI agents, completely made up. In a brief interview with Just the News, Gates confirmed the information in the summary. The black ledger was a fabrication, Gates said. It was never real, and this fact has been proven true. It was not in the accountant's handwriting. They had no records of these cash payments at all. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a hoax. So you may say, how does this tie into the everybody knows each other and everybody's hiding something? Well, I told you what they're hiding with the Russian collusion Steele dossier. The Steele dossier was a hoax designed to switch your attention from what the Democrats are hiding, which is their collusion with Russia on the Skolkovo project. What the Democrats are hiding with the impeachment scam, which is now over, and the Trump devolved into a quid pro quo with Ukraine, we need to investigate him, is the Democrats' collusion with Ukrainians to create a fake piece of evidence submitted into the U.S. justice system, which was later used as a predicate to target Paul Manafort, who has now been convicted of a crime initiated on an investigation based on another hoax. The Democrats colluded with the Ukrainians. And everybody, serious people know it. Clowns in the media continue to ignore it. Now, folks, I've asked you before. I'll ask you again if you don't mind. I humbly request you pick up my second book on this, Exonerated. It's available on uh, Amazon and Barnes & Noble because we go into this in detail, and it's important. My book, Exonerated, talks about how they tried all this before, especially on McCain and other campaigns. It's going to be important if I decide to write a trilogy and a third book on this because that's going to be the theme of a lot of this. Follow the money, and they've tried this before. If you pick up Exonerated, some of this stuff is going to really blow your mind. So check that out. I haven't uh, I haven't mentioned it. Hey, Dan, you know what? I uh, yeah. I think that uh, this show number is going to be one to remember. Uh, Eleven seventy six. It's a good I show. Hope so, buddy. It's it's an incredible I put a show. A lot of work into it. Yeah, and we have been exposing what yeah. you know. Sadly, nice and work, I mean pal. sadly, no one else is talking about. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the compliment. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, uh, we got one final sponsor today, and then I've got more. The whistleblower, ah, the the soft coup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not done. I'm not done. Not done yet. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at Stamps.com. Listen, postage rates have gone up again. Thankfully, Stamps.com eases the pain with big discounts off post office retail retail rates. With Stamps.com, save five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off shipping rates. That's a huge savings. 
It adds up, especially for small businesses like ours. We use stamps.com, wouldn't use anything else. I'm not sitting on any more lines at the post office. I'm sorry, I'm done with that. And you get to save money in the process. There's no downside. It's completely online. No more inconvenient trips to the post office. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Post Office to your computer. Your small business, send in invoices, online seller shipping out products. Your warehouse, send in thousands of packages a day. doesn't matter. Stamps.com handles all of it with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail's ready, hand it to the mail carrier. It's that simple. Stamps.com not only saves you time, it saves you money. Saves us big money. With Stamps.com, you get discounted postage rates that you can't even get at the post office. It's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters, and there's no equipment to lease and no long-term commitments. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. Saves you time and money. Get that competitive advantage over your competitors. Go to Stamps.com. I bet they're using it. You know why? Because over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Why don't you? Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. That's important. And type in Dan, D-A-N, my first name. Stamps.com, enter Dan by clicking on the microphone at the top of the page. Get this special offer today. Stamps.com. Don't let your competitors beat you to the punch. All right, folks, back to the show. So <laughs> I almost have to take one of these cryo-free CBD things out just to get like the inflammation <laughs> in my skull down because this show has been a lot of work today. It's like the third version of the show today. Inside Joe. So we saw this red state article, which I've been saying, man, you keep talking about stuff you talked before because it just keeps getting better. This red state article, which you can see in yesterday's show notes, <laughs> and it is about the fake whistleblower colluding with this guy, Sean Misko, in January of 2017 and overheard talking about a plan to remove President Trump from office. Red state colleagues overheard. We have to YouTube censor this, of course. Uh, fake whistleblower. And Sean Misko discussing how to remove Trump from office. It's a great piece. So follow me here. All the right. fake whistleblower who made the complaint to the Inspector General, Michael Atkinson, who conveniently worked in the Justice Department that spied on President Trump, which was run the division by John Carlin, who was Bob Mueller's chief of staff. But we leave that for yesterday's show. The fake whistleblower who made the complaint about President Trump, about a quid pro quo in this call. That never happened, by the way. So it was a fake whistleblower because there was nothing to blow the whistle on. It's crazy that in January 2017, he was overheard by colleagues. January 20, remember that? January 2017. He was overheard by colleagues talking with this guy, Sean Misko, on the National Security Council, who now is working for Adam Schiff. Again, I'm sure it's just a big coinky dink right there, right? About how to get rid of this president. You know what's really bonkers here? And I want to hat tip one of our listeners who threw this up on my Facebook page. Here's a tweet from this attorney. Of course, Joe, totally unrelated. The tweet from this attorney, Mark Zaid, Z-A-I-D, in January of 2017, right as these two guys involved in the fake whistleblower complaint are talking about basically a coup to get President Trump out of office. So right around the same time, this guy, Mark Zaid, responding to a tweet by Jake Tapper, says, quote, the coup has started. It's the first of many steps, Joe. Mm -hmm. Hashtag rebellion. It's just such phonies. There's such wusses. They think they're in a movie. Hashtag <laughs> impeachment will follow ultimately. Hashtag lawyers. These guys are such frauds. Listen, I hang around my entire life around genuine tough guys. I'm serious. I'm not telling you I'm a tough guy. I'm not interested. I'm not. There's always someone tougher. I'm just saying like I legit spend a lot of my time around people who really fight for a living and are super tough. Yeah. These guys are not it. <laughs> they, he thinks like he's in Empire Strikes Back or something. It's a rebellion. <laughs> Whatevs, dude. Now, Joe, let me just ask you. I'm going to pose this in the form of a question again. Yeah, dude. Wouldn't it be insane, like Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes time, if the same lawyer who tweeted in January 2017 that many steps were to follow, the coup has begun, there's a rebellion, impeachment's going to happen. In January of 2017, yeah. right as the fake whistleblower and Misko working for Adam Schiff now are plotting to overthrow the president, wouldn't it be absolutely bonkers if that guy was their lawyer? Oh, that'd be really, really weird. No. Yeah. <laughs> Elmer, thanks, Elmer. There's no way that could be. 
Except it is, of course. Oh, There's a Fox oh. News beat, hat, hat tip Greg Reed, this great reporting. Coup has started. The whistleblower's attorney said in 2017 post calling for impeachment. I am not kidding. Look at the screenshot from this piece. I am not messing with you. Convenient timing. No. This is the lawyer. Mark Zaid, one of the attorneys representing the intelligence community. I'm going to throw in fake. Fake whistleblower at the center of the Democrats' impeachment inquiry tweeted conspicuously in January of 2017 that a, quote, coup has started and impeachment will follow ultimately. Folks, again, if we had a media even remotely interested in facts, they would be digging through this like modern day, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the Watergate, the Woodward and Bernstein folks. That's right. But they're not. <laughs> they're not. If you're not watching this show, you're not watching Hannity. You're not following Sarah Carter and John Solomon, and Jeff Carlson and Chuck Ross and Molly Hemingway and, and uh, Sean Davis. I mean, the list is extensive and too long to cite on the show. You're missing everything. So a lawyer who represents the fake whistleblower tweets in January of 2017 that a coup has started and that many steps will follow. While at the same time, a colleague overhears the fake whistleblower and a guy now working for Adam Schiff talking about a coup. This is three years ago. Three years ago, this was happening. Those tweets are from January 2017. That conversation about the coup by the fake whistleblower is three years ago. In January of 2017. Please, folks, tell me again how the deep state isn't real. It's all a big conspiracy theory. The swamp, ah, it's a talking point. They all know each other. They are all hiding something. The fake whistleblower was Joe Biden's point man on Ukraine. Yeah, the same Ukraine Joe Biden's kid got a job with no experience paying him $83,000 a month. The same year in 2014, Biden was out in public openly talking about how he was going broke. Wasn't going broke after that, the Biden family. So sad. You know, uh, just quickly... Because I do have a lot to get to still, even now. So all of you out there, sanitation workers, correction officers, architects, truck drivers, electricians, I would say steam fitters and tin knockers because my brother is a union electrician and he always loved those names for the unions up there. All of you people that work for a living, this is a serious question. I'm not messing with you here. Are you not embarrassed? That these complete losers, these greedy, envious, gluttonous slobs, swamp rat junkies who are addicted to the fix of being in power and cashing their big checks, aren't you embarrassed that they have power over our lives? They are, and you know I hate the word literally, because it is literally the most overused word in the English language and used inappropriately. They are literally the worst of us. They are greedy, gluttonous mutts who will do anything to stay in power and cash a check at our expense while we go out there and make this country actually run. The medicine keeping you alive, the food keeping you sustained, the clean water out of your pipes, making sure you don't die of thirst, the teachers teaching your kids, they're the people that make this country run. And yet, in a government that's supposed to work for us, we work for these idiots. The coup is started. How do we overthrow the president? We picked a fake whistleblower. This fake whistleblower, this guy gets to decide with his buddy in Adam Schiff's office and a two-bit lawyer while they're protecting a two-bit vice president who's clearly covering up for his kid who leveraged his dad's name to engage in a bunch of a illicit nonsense overseas to cash in at the taxpayer expense. Cause now we have to investigate this garbage. 
I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. You know, my grandfather was a great man, Frank Bongino, the greatest man I ever met. I'm not kidding. I'm not messing with you. I sat there when he died in St. John's Hospital on Queens Boulevard, right across the street from Queens Center Mall, one of the saddest days of my life. And he was a proud man. And he looked me in the eye. And you know what he said to me? He said, I need you to leave. I can't have you see me like this. And he died hours later. This guy fought in the Battle of the Bulge. And you know what? He never bragged about it one day in his life. Matter of fact, if you asked him about it, he said, I don't want to talk about it. He owned a fish store in Harlem. Filleted fish his whole life. And we got to work for these mutts? Disgrace. What a disgrace. I'm not messing with you, man. I'm serious. This is really total freaking BS. Yep. These greedy slobs. And I'm supposed to be, and just to be clear, so we can tie this up. I'm going to get emotional on you, but I'm supposed to be upset. Joe, just to be clear on this, yeah. I'm supposed to be upset, according to Peggy Noonan, because Donald Trump said bull yesterday. I'm supposed to be upset about that. Just to be clear, that in my triage of needs, Trump, who's draining this fetid, stinking, sulfur-dominated swamp, it smells like rotten eggs, I'm supposed to be pissed because Trump's calling BS on them? Hard pass. Again, Peggy, with all due respect, seriously hard pass. With you, bro. With you. I know you are. That's the reason we work so well together. This guy works for a living, too. Got the battle scars to prove it. Worked around real people doing real stuff. Getting up in the morning and going to work. And it sucks. Nobody likes getting up in the morning and putting on their damn work shoes and going to work. But we do it working for these mutts. That's what we do, dude. Yeah. Freaking disgrace it is. (sighs) So much stuff. I got two pages today. All right, quick, so I want to wrap up this show. But I had this debunk section yesterday I didn't get to, but I do want to get to it today because Paula didn't think I would get through all this, and I'm going to because I'm committed. Just three quick debunks I need for you, debunking liberal lies. It's always been one of the things we do on the show. So you're hearing now that the Trump economy is flourishing again, that, oh, it's not due to the tax cuts because the tax cuts were only for the rich. Uh, I'm tired of this. It's a dumb talking point. But again, in the interest of giving you the ammunition you need to argue with some of your silly liberal friends who don't know what they're talking about, here's a piece from Americans for Tax Reform, a little snapshot from them, showing that the tax cuts were, in fact, working for the middle class. But numbers do matter. Facts and data matter. I know not to liberals. But they put up some interesting data here about how the tax cuts have largely benefited the middle class, ladies and gentlemen, that the people who are making in the income bands from roughly forty dollars to $60,000 are the ones benefiting largely from the tax cuts. That's not hard to figure out, ladies and gentlemen. The average American family making incomes, and again, that forty to eighty, forty to ninety. Look, I'll just quote. I'll quote the data point directly. A family of four with an annual income of seventy-three thousand dollars, the median family income, will see a tax cut of more than two thousand fifty-eight dollars. That's a fifty-eight percent reduction in federal tax. Again, if you believe in data, then the middle class got a significant tax cut. If you believe in liberalism, I'm sorry. Look in the mirror uh, and just kind of wonder what you're doing because you're getting BS by BSers. A single parent hmm. with one child will see a significant tax cut as well. It's not complicated, folks. The data's right in front of you. All you got to do is look at it. Secondly, so first myth, oh, median family uh, tax cuts, oh, tax cuts for the rich. It's all BS, all garbage. The second talking point of left during the election, race relations. Got so much Trump's are racist. Race relations are awful under President Trump. Uh, PJ Media piece just did a poll. Race relations have improved dramatically since oh. President Trump took office. Again, ladies and gentlemen, don't let any of this, uh, you know, get in the way of your bad ideas and your stupid narratives. They just took a poll and the poll is, this is, by the way, this is in the show notes. You can read the articles yourself. Race relations have gotten better. By the way, it's a Gallup poll. In case you think it was a poll like at Bongino.com or something where we just like, uh, you know, randomly put it on Twitter. Satisfaction with race relations has increased 14% since President Trump's inauguration. Again, let's flush another liberal stupid narrative down the toilet bowl. Here's the last one. Interesting article from National Review. Of course, you're going to hear during the campaign, as you always do, especially with Bloomberg running now. The NRA's most powerful lobby in the world. They spend so much money to influence elections. Joe, how many times have we heard that one? Probably uh, uh, once a day yeah. for the last, what, 50, 60 years? Yeah. 
Well, here's David Harsani, who's really terrific. National Review, Mike Bloomberg versus the imaginary all-powerful gun lobby. Numbers matter. So, of course, if you're a liberal and you don't understand facts and data, you'd say, well, clearly the NRA spends so much money. They buy politicians and everything. It's their money that really matters. Well, let's do a quick comparison between the NRA and Michael Bloomberg. Quote David Harsani, National Review. Let's put this in perspective. Bloomberg has, in just a few months of running for presidency, pay attention, Joe, this is really, this even blew my mind. I'm not messing with you. Bloomberg has spent around $200 million in a few months in the Democratic primary. Yeah. Now, clearly the NRA spent more, right, Joe? Because they liberals are always had. telling yeah. you the truth, right? Yeah. Well, go for it. Well, you'd be wrong because huh? Bloomberg spent approximately $194 million more than the NRA spends <laughs> on an average year in lobbying and approximately $170 million more than the NRA spent on the entire 2016 election. So just to be clear, the, the gravity of these numbers should hit you like my gavel in your melon. <laughs> Michael Bloomberg, in just a few months in the Democrat Party, noted anti-gun grabber, hater of sugary drinks, former mayor of New York City, now left-wing Democrat radical, has spent in a few months $30 million more than the NRA spent in the entire 2016 election. But yeah, Democrats, <laughs> lecture me again about big money and politics. Oh, I'm the... You're getting the double-barreled index finger because I'm trying to keep it family-friendly. Oh, nothing. Do you understand nothing these people tell you is true? Do what you want. Register as a Democrat. I don't care. It's not my thing. I'm a conservative. I will register as a Republican for the rest of my life. Do your thing. I'm simply suggesting to you that what liberals are telling you is BS. Just like Trump told you when we opened the show. And if you believe it, shame on you for not doing your homework. Vote as you like. It's a free country. I am not a monarch. I am not an oligarch. I am not a dictatorial tyrant trying to tell you what to do. I'm simply telling you the facts, whether you believe them or not, is up to you. You are being lied to. The tax cuts significantly benefited the middle class. Race relations have gotten better under Donald Trump. And finally, the gun, the gun lobby, you're going to hear more about this. The gun lobby has been overwhelmed by just one candidate running for office in just a couple months. Man. Big money. Yeah. 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 You're big money in the Democrat. <laughs> You're the problem. Okay. Proving everybody in this room wrong. I got through the show today. Hey! Well, let's see. I don't want to count my chickens here before they hatch. Tucker Carlson, if you were watching, I believe this was last night, did a segment on something. Man, your antenna, ding, 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 better be going off. Have you heard about this new way forward act? No. Folks, you, you, either at I, either no. at I, you think the, the uh, Green New Deal, or as Hannity calls it, which I love, and I think he does it on purpose, the New Green Deal, which he does <laughs> that on purpose. I'm telling you, he does it on purpose. You think the Green New Deal is bad? Where AOC's former campaign uh, staffer and uh, she was, he was running her office. Sag, what is it? Sagar, I always say his name wrong. I'm sorry. Um, forgive me. I don't do it on purpose. But he actually admitted the Green New Deal was a way to, quote, transform the economy. Mm -hmm. Well, now, Joe, they want to transform the nation. They want to basically decriminalize illegal immigration completely. And even if you're caught here illegally, having committed a serious crime, like being a child predator, mm -hmm. they don't even want to deport you anymore. I am not messing with you. Listen to Tucker Carlson explain this on his show last night. Check this out. At this moment, there's a bill pending in the Congress called the New Way Forward Act. It's received almost no publicity, and that's unfortunate, as well as revealing. The legislation is sponsored by 44 House Democrats, including Ilhan Omar and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's roughly 4,400 words long. That means it's almost exactly as long as the U.S. Constitution. Like the Constitution, it's designed to create a whole new country. The bill would entirely remake our immigration system with the explicit purpose of ensuring that criminals are able to move to the United States and settle here permanently with immunity. Now, you may think we're exaggerating for effect, but we're not exaggerating, not even a little bit. 
The New Way Forward Act is the single most radical piece of legislation we have ever seen proposed in this country, ever. It makes the Green New Deal look like the status quo. A document produced by Democrats to promote the bill says this, and we're quoting it verbatim, convictions should not lead to deportation, end quote. Now do you see why when I get these emails from some of the listeners, Dan, don't pay any attention to AOC. You're giving her attention she doesn't need. What did you think she was going to go away? You think her and the squad that are now pushing a bill to literally wipe out our borders, we will not be able to deport people who not only enter the country illegally by committing a crime, but come here to commit crimes? We're not even allowed to get rid of them anymore. You ignore them at your own peril. They tried that same stuff in Venezuela with Maduro and Chavez. Oh, ignore them. They'll go away. Good luck. This stuff is really really getting bad. Get ready for the fight ahead. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Again, please pick up my book, Exonerated, on Amazon. It's going to be really important if I write this next one. You're going to need to know what happened in there. A lot of big reveals. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. Thanks a lot. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.